the biggest thing I like about being a nurse is helping people feel human and helping people feel validated and legitimate. And that's very much an art. It's not only a science. Hello, everyone. I'm Angela Rosa Donato, And I'm Marion Leary. And you're listening to Amplify Nursing, a Penn Nursing podcast supported by the Panola Fund for Innovation in Nursing. Amplify Nursing features nurses who are leading the way in science, policy, and innovation. Our guests defy stereotypes, define practice, and disrupt convention. We highlight the breadth and depth of nursing influence on society by amplifying nurses who are pushing boundaries and breaking down barriers to build a new paradigm. Today on Amplify Nursing, we talk to Patrick McMurray, known as Nurse Pat Mac RN on social media, the self-described citizen scientist uses his social media influence to educate and support his fellow nurses. An avid proponent of all things science and education, we talk with Pat about his journey from community college to graduate school, his love of space science, and the paradox that is the art and science of nursing. Pat, thanks so much for joining us here on the Amplify Nursing Podcast. I must say, I am so excited to speak with you today. Likewise, I'm so excited to be here. I feel like we know each other, but I think this is the first time we've actually had a conversation. But of course, we follow each other on Twitter and we have very similar interests. And so I think this is going to be a fun conversation. Same, same. Yeah, it's it's so interesting and and great to get to meet, you know, Twitter friends. Um, But yeah, I feel like I know you too, but hopefully one day when the world's not ending, we'll be able to meet in real person. (laughs) Yes, I cannot wait for that. There's so many nurses around the country who I cannot wait to meet in person. So let's um, start off by just, I'd love to learn more about your background and how you got into nursing and sort of your journey um, starting from from there. Um, So I entered nursing through the associate degree nursing pathway. Uh, So I attended a community college. I am a second generation nurse. My mom is also a nurse. Um, She has been a nurse for most of my life since I was about six or seven. Uh, But I uh, originally, the the first thing I ever really wanted to be seriously was a nurse because my mom uh, was a single mother at the time. And um, I just thought she was the coolest thing. And I remember she would kind of like bring home her, they would have her company switch to a new disposable stethoscope. So they threw out all the old ones that they hadn't used. And she would bring me home these little disposable stethoscopes to use and let me look at some of her books at all the images. And I just thought it was fascinating. You know, I loved science. um, uh, And I loved like kind of humanities and social service type things. And I kind of debated back and forth between things, but the first thing I ever seriously wanted to be was a nurse. But of course, um, being that, you know, I was, uh, uh, you know, a boy, everyone told me boys weren't supposed to be nurses that you, you know, you're, you need to go be a, a physician. So in my eight year old mind, the second best thing to be in a nurse was, well, if I can't be a nurse, I guess I might as well go and be a physician, you know? Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> so, um, High school came around and about 15, I don't know, I just kind of, you know, I got to know myself even more. I kind of flipped back and forth between different health professions I wanted to do. And I was like, you know what, nursing, nothing fit like nursing did, you know, nothing allowed the flexibility. You couldn't show up as many places. And then I started realizing like the, the path that it took to become a physician. And I was like, 
uh, that's a lot of school. And the goal is like at the very end, I was like, I really want to be able to start working and making my own money and taking care of myself. Uh, I had a lot of thoughts and I still realized that I love the time that I spent with, um, you know, people. So I really wanted to focus around that. So I was like, forget what everybody else says. I'm going to go be a nurse. And so I signed up for this nurse camp at the local community college where they let like high school students come in and um, they let them um, partner up with current nursing students in the associate degree nursing program. And you kind of get to go through different little stations about wound care, IVs, injections. And then um, they tell you information about a career in nursing and how to get into their local nursing program. And so my mom attended that same school. And uh, as I, I, I reached 17, I graduated high school and I had a decision to make because I got into a couple of colleges um, but I was just really thinking about what I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to work as a nurse as soon as possible. Um, so I declined some of my other offerings to go to the same community college um, that my mom went to, which was kind of a surprise to most of my family. And uh, some of them were really disappointed because they were like, you shouldn't be limiting yourself to a community college. Uh, but anyway, I, I did it. I started nursing school at 18. I finished when I was 20 years old. And then I started working in the CVICU. Um, a couple of years later, a little over a couple of years later, I would finish my bachelor's degree from Western Governors University and work as a travel nurse. Uh, and now I am currently a graduate student at Western Governors, again, pursuing a Master of Science in Nursing Education. And I work as an adjunct faculty member and as well as a clinical nurse um, at a local university hospital here in Central North Carolina. So that's kind of where I am and how I got here. I love so much that you went into nursing because of your mom and you also went to the same community college as your mom. That, that just warms my heart. I just wanted mm. to say that. So talk about, I know that you have a lot of thoughts about community college, associate degree, nursing programs. And I'd like to hear, cause you said that people said you shouldn't limit yourself and just going to an associate's degree program. So can you talk a little bit about what your thoughts were around that and how that potentially helped you get to where you are today? You know, at the time, I just was kind of um, a product of the nurse camp. Uh, they certainly didn't tell me that we had to go to a community college, but they kind of uh, compared and contrasted us pursuing uh, the university pathway versus the community college pathway. And um, our school had that school, the community college had a matriculation uh, agreement with the local university as well, um, saying that you can pretty much, they told me that you could pretty much achieve the same thing, save some money along the way and start working sooner. And I was just like, why wouldn't I do this? You know, um, for me particularly, I wasn't, I, I didn't feel the drive for some reason. I just, I guess I may have been just a weird teenager. I just didn't feel the drive to have to have the like on campus life. And I understand that some people do. And I think that that's totally fine, but it wasn't like a driving factor to me. And I came from a family of, of very humble backgrounds. You know, my mom was the first person to graduate with a college degree. Um, she's since gone on to complete a, ma a bachelor's and a master's degree as well. Um, and when I, when I thought about it, I was like, man, I can save money and come out with basically no debt and, you know, go and get my bachelor's degree and not have to get in a lot of debt for that. And I knew I knew I wanted to go on to graduate school. I kind of flipped back and forth as to what I wanted to do. But I knew from the time I started my associate's degree that I was going to continue my education. So I was like, why not save money now? Because I started looking up. Thank goodness I just had people in my life that were just like, yeah, uh, this is the cost and there are, or I'm living with student debt, you know, and, you know, whatever. 
And so I was just like, okay, um, I can do this and, and, and save a little money or I can have the full experience. And it's not a bad thing, but um, I prioritized for me at that moment. I was just like, I want to just have the experience to be able to work soon. I really wanted to get in there and get in and get into doing the work of being a nurse. And so that, that led me just to go into the community college pathway. And, and, it, and it worked out really well for me. I've met, kept my student debt minimal. Uh, even though I'm in grad school, you know, I've kept it very minimal um, now. And uh, I've been able to live a good life at 20 years old. You know, I was making a lot more money than most 20 year olds were making. I was able to live in this like three bedroom townhouse by myself. And I was able to afford it, even though I didn't really need all that space. But, you know, um, it, it, it changed. Uh, and I saw how drastically going to a community college changed my life from from when my mother attended. And just two years, our life's drastically changed um and i was just like you know what i can put in this investment and i still am i can still achieve the other goals of having a bachelor's degree of having a master's degree um it, it like the adn didn't really limit me and so that's why i kind of was stuck with it i'll i'll drop home my point my main platform on social media and twitter uh, it's about support for diversity in nursing uh, and not just ethnic diversity, but diversity from lived experiences, gender diversity or orientation, anything like that. Um, and I think that part of the power and beauty and the uniqueness of nursing is that it's considerably more accessible as a career for folks from a diverse from diverse backgrounds than many other professions. Uh, and so one of the parts of that is my advocacy um, is that I feel like we need to preserve these um, multiple pathways into nursing because at this point in time, a singular entry into nursing would exclude a lot of people, like particularly for a bachelor's degree. If that was the only entry, that would exclude the possibility of people to become a nurse completely. Um, and so right now, because of societal and systemic things, um, a lot of people of color who are a lot of the people who, who don't have access or people from um, disadvantaged backgrounds who come from rural or poor backgrounds wouldn't have access to nursing education if it wasn't for community colleges and associate degree programs. And we are better because those people can come in. But um, these associate degree programs also service people who are second career um second career individuals and we 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 benefit from having them because not all of them can afford to go to an accelerated bsn program or have the time to devote to that um so i think that we are better because of the diversity and i and i and i understand the need the want for parity but my my goal for parity and nursing is not based out of just wanting to to keep up with the joneses and other professions like other professions aren't my concern uh, my concern is that nursing continues to be um, useful to the communities we serve, but also that our education is useful for the clinicians and for the practitioners that we and the students that we are that we're that we're educating and that we're training. And um, I like the idea that, that I don't see uh, hierarchy in nursing. We shouldn't support hierarchy. And my friend Jerry Susi always says um, that nursing knowledge. Um, and nursing care exists on a continuum and that continuum goes from uh, the family member who was a caretaker to the nurse scientist doing research with a PhD or, or the advanced practice nurse um, taking care of people and doing procedures um, and being a first assistant in an OR. So, uh, and I, I think that that's a beautiful thing to have that full spectrum of care all in one profession. Could not agree more. Well said, both you and Jerry. <laughs> 
You said that nursing was something you wanted to do since you were little. Has it lived up to the expectations of what your sort of eight-year-old self thought it would be? Um, it really has because um, at eight, I didn't even understand how global nursing was and how um, multifaceted it was. Uh, I now know that nurses are scientists. I know that nurses um, work as researchers. They work as educators, as scholars. They work in schools, on cruise ships. They work in hospitals. They work in um, ORs. They um, run healthcare institutions. They're CEOs. They are directors. They are senators. And it's lived up and it continues to blow my mind the way that nurses make themselves available to the people that they serve and the way that they use their knowledge to serve um, their communities. Yeah, I mean, it's an amazing, versatile profession that I don't think a lot of people actually realize. And which is Mm -hmm. why I love the work that you do on social media and with your blog promoting nursing and what it's like to be a clinical nurse. Can you talk a little bit about your blog and how that came about? Uh, yeah, so my blog is called um, Pat MacRN or patmacrn.com. And it came, that's my dad's nickname for me. He calls me Pat Mac. So, um, but it came about because I was kind of breaking into this social media um, area at, at, from a professional sense. And I was like, you know, I don't see many minority nurses that are nurse influencers. I saw a couple. Uh, and then I, I absolutely didn't see any that were minority male nurses um, at that time. You know, uh, this changed since then. But I was like, you know, I re- in addition to that, a lot of them are talking about the same thing. They're promoting these scrubs and all this kind of stuff. And, and um, that's all fine. But I was like, I really want people to tell me about how to make my career in nursing work for me, what it's like to live in the day-to-day of being a nurse, the frustrations, the highs, the lows. And so I really didn't have a niche and everybody was like, you need a niche to kind of break into this thing. I didn't really have a niche. I just wanted to help people understand why I love nursing and how they could enjoy nursing as well and and be able to have longevity in nursing. Um, I've been a nurse for, in May, it'll be eight years now. Um, So I really wanted to kind of help people do that. And so that's how I broke into that. Uh, I came, I got in contact with another nurse who was an emergency room nurse. And we wrote a series um, called Matters of the Heart, where we talked about cardiovascular nursing concepts. And so we wrote this long series together uh, and it's published on my website where my blog is. Uh, But also I talk about things like the first time you lose a patient, uh, the power of saying no as a nurse, um, also how to prevent burnout and things like that. I really wanted to help people make their career uh, their own. And like I said, help people realize that there's more than one side to nursing and that nursing uh, plays a bigger role than, than what we've, than what we're allowed to know before we really kind of delve into that kind of um, topic. I know there are a lot of nurses who want to do similar things, who want to get on social media and start getting their expertise and influence out there. They want to start writing blogs and doing these other uh, types of science and health communication. How would you recommend nurses start getting involved and getting confident enough to put these blogs out there? Um, I think a lot of it starts with the internal recognition that we as nurses uh, we have an, we can have an authoritative voice that we are professionals. We have expertise. 
Uh, we have certifications. We have all these things. So I think yeah, it kind of the first bridge you have to cross is realizing that you have that what you have to say is worth is worth saying, and that you have what you have to say has value. Um, after that, you really could just kind of jump into it. I don't have any like books that I read. I kind of took the cues from the influencers that I liked. Um, one of them was um, Nurse Nicole, um, and it's Nicole with like N A C O L E, I think. Uh, and she is this black nurse from Florida, and I, she was one of the first, you know, minority um, or minoritized uh, individuals that I started following, and I was, and I was just in awe by her. She wasn't about promoting things i mean she did some of that but her focus was just like look this is the real thing let me tell you about something i went through one time and this is how i dealt it and then you know she just showed her life as a nurse and so i kind of modeled what i wanted to do i didn't mimic her exactly but i modeled having that natural approach to social media and so that's how i've done it i've not really taken a class um i have gotten some pointers for some from some from some individuals and there certainly are books out there about it now. Um, but I, I always say like, find somebody that you like, whose voice you really like on social media and, you know, examine how they do it. Why do you like them? What, you know, what are the things that draw you to their information and, and their way of presenting information? And um, you don't have to copy them because you want to be original and have your own voice, but that can kind of set the tone for which way you want to go. And I knew that I wanted my, blog to focus on authenticity authenticity and 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 genuineness and so i said i I made a promise that whatever my influence was whether it was big or small i was going to remain genuine and go from there and honestly it's just kind of grown from there it's still growing so yeah i was actually going to ask what's the reception been like to your blog and also your social media presence are you getting a lot of meeting a lot of new people, getting a lot of connections and networking out of it, what's been sort of the benefit? And, and even if there's been any, you know, downsides to it. Um, it's been very positive. Uh, it, it, the first couple of years was a little bit quieter, but um, I've gotten to work with various brands of scrub companies. I've also gotten the opportunity uh, to be on various podcasts, including this one. That's kind of how I got here. Um, and, and it's been it's been great because the best thing has been the people. I have gotten to meet a lot of people. I got to meet Nurse Nicole in real life and who is now she is now a dual certified family nurse practitioner and acute care nurse practitioner uh, and current DMP student. But I met her one time in Florida all before COVID, of course. Um, I got the chance to participate in the Nursing Mutual Aid Conference. Um, I have been invited to um write a chapter of a textbook nursing textbook with three other individuals and we are currently doing that um and going through the editing process of all of that um i have also gotten the chance to write and publish my first article in an academic journal uh with a contact that i met solely off of um twitter and social media so like yes it's like giving me all these opportunities i've gotten opportunity um, I started working with the company GoodRx that helps people get dis- discounts on their prescriptions. Uh, about a year ago, I entered a, con- a contract with them. So I do paid writing for them as well. Um, and all of that has come from my social media presence. It didn't really happen the first two or three years. It was kind of slow. Um, most of the first two or three years was just meeting people and people getting people used to my voice and the way I present things. Um, I'm very casual in the way I present myself on social media, uh, particularly on Instagram. But um, yeah, after that, it really kind of took off um, deals and, and, and 
um, more so than than deals, a lot of opportunities to kind of contribute to nursing as a whole. Um, it's been it's been phenomenal, and I haven't really had many bad experiences. Um, and I think it's because of that promise I made to myself when I first started using so- social media that I would never let it be um, give it more priority than my real life, but also that I wouldn't uh, allow myself to be overly involved in this virtual world where people who essentially don't know me can say anything they want. Um, So I have not had any major negative things happen. Of course, little things, people disagree with you and you say things, and I'm one of those that I will speak my mind, but um, I've avoided most major (laughs) issues on social media because I don't really I know I'm not here for that and I try not to, I try to remember that um, as much va- as much value as I have gotten from it that this is not where my value comes from so no I mean I think it's really important for other nurses to hear because I talk to nurses all the time who want to start doing these things but they're um, leery of social media and Twitter because they're not sure of the platform or they're afraid of sort of the negatives that always swirl around these types of digital spaces. And so mm-hmm. to be able to showcase someone like yourself who, you know, the whole purpose, that's one of the main reasons I am on social media is because of the connections, the potential for Um, not only networking, but I've also published a couple papers now with people I've solely met on social media and all these other opportunities that come from this incredible community on these platforms that you'd otherwise really have no way of interacting with, I think is really important and can really just help to highlight nurses in general and the profession of nursing. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I definitely think I think the fear uh, does stop a lot of people. And I think um, I, I think the best thing to do is kind of establish the parameters of how you're going to act and how you're going to kind of conduct yourself on social media from the get go. And if you stick with the standard and adjust it as necessary, you really don't have as much to fear. You know, uh, a lot of people are like, I don't how do you put your, your whole name out there? I'm like, well, I don't really have anything to hide. You know, I, I am safe. I have learned, you know, not to post when I'm at, during work, of course, and things like that, or, and to keep maintain HIPAA. Uh, I think once you are become an experienced healthcare body, you kind of remember that line a little bit better on how to, you know, not talk about something. If I'm talking about an experience, I don't talk about it the day after it happened. And I certainly don't say yesterday at work, or I try not to say if it's something that could potentially be, you know, identifying, I think you learn how to navigate those things. Um, but I kind of, approach this with a, uh, a lens of respect and um, respect for myself and respect for others. And so I've not really had any major issues um, with, with that as far as safety. And, you know, my employers know about my social media. It's on my resume and, and things like that. And so uh, I think also knowing that, I, it kind of helps me remember to, uh, I, I feel that I can comfortably say what I need to say, but it it, it reminds me that, you know, you have to be, you have to consider um, perception because perception can be a big thing. Uh, and it's kind of kept me balanced, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I, I totally agree. I think having some ground rules for yourself ahead of time and then sticking with them as you go, but adjusting as needed is really important as well. Yeah. So on your blog or on your website, you have a phrase nursing is a paradox of art and science. I love that so much. I'd love to understand what that means to you. 
Um, so I, it means a couple of things to me. I think that mm, nursing is certainly uh, a science. Like you know, here we don't we don't have any debate about nursing being a science. Um, but it is it is very much an art. It's something uh, that everyone may not naturally. Um, be adept at the art of nursing. Uh, and some people may struggle more with the science of nursing back and forth. Um, but I think we have to realize that nursing is this beautiful dichotomy of art and science in, in, in a way that many other professions or, or, or um, disciplines aren't um, because it involves the art of caring. It involves um, the I, I view advocacy as an art. I view leadership as an art because those aren't things that necessarily can always be taught and they're not always very um um a to b analytical linear um processes so you know caring is not linear it's very concentric and circular in my opinion um and and advocacy is not always linear it's concentric and it's um and it's complex um but i think that with nursing we see that when you bring these two things together, it, it just shows me that if other, if we blended the arts and the sciences and uh, in, um, in art in its, in its, you know, in its wide definition, not necessarily just the visual arts, um, but that too. But if we, if we combine these things a lot more, we would see how we would have uh, these amazing things happen because we see those things happening in nursing. Uh, we see what happened, why people trust nurses so much. And um, it's not just because we have this scientific knowledge and clinical knowledge at our disposal, but we also um, make people feel, feel human. I think that's one of the biggest things I've always said that the biggest thing I like about being a nurse is helping people feel human and helping people feel validated and legitimate. And that's very much an art. It's not only a science. Um, but you can use science to help um, help that process along too. So they're really intersectional and they play off of one another. Um, but to me, um, it's a beautiful dichotomy. That's how I like to say it. It's, it's just two sides uh, of a coin. Um, both are equally uh, as much uh, of, of as much worth when it comes to nursing the art and the science. In in terms of science, I know you say that you are a self-proclaimed geek. I too am a self-proclaimed geek, um, but yes. also my my main geeking out is around space science and you know NASA and things of that nature. And I know that we've definitely um, had similar areas of interest around that. So I'd love to hear more about you know, what gets you excited in other areas of science? I know you're interested in citizen science also. What are some other areas where you geek out? Oh my gosh, I've been waiting for this question because... <laughs> I've been waiting <laughs> to ask this question. <laughs> so it's so funny because, uh, I, Marion, you know, we, we talk about this kind of thing. Space nerd, the unofficial slash official like hashtag space nurse Twitter that we have because I love anything to do with astrophysics and astronomy. Um, I love just, I love the, the unknowing of it all and how space is this vast, the last frontier as they call it that you don't know about. And I love to think about how nurses could contribute to making humans being in space um, easier or better or, or, or whatever and, 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 and helping in any kind of way. Uh, so I love uh, astrophysics. I am a big uh, fan of uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, but I'm also a big fan of uh, Dr. Eloise Stavance, who I follow on Twitter. Um, and she is an astrophysicist and uh, 
she is from France, uh, but she works for the University of Auckland and she is amazing. She hosts, um, hosts these little talks where she talks about various topics in astrophysics and she explains it so well. It's like, even though I have no background in any other science other than nursing, she makes it, she makes me feel like I'm a part of it. And so uh, that's something I, I'm really excited about. I also love marine biology. Uh, this week is actually um, Black and Marine Biology Week. So that's great. And I've been like just awing at all of these people who look like me who are in marine biology because I've never seen, I never had heard of a marine biologist um, that was Black. I just had never, I mean, I had never seen one. And now, of course, because of the wonder of social media, I have these contacts and I've emailed and had phone calls with these different professionals. Um, so I love, uh, I'm really interested in, um, this is going to sound really nerdy, but I like, they're called seagrass meadows and uh, the biodiversity that exists in these seagrass meadows and also coral reef biodiversity. So those are like things that I get really nerdy about and sharks. I love sharks. So <laughs> shark, I'm a big Shark Week fan. I've been watching it since I was six. So I'm a longtime veteran of Shark Week. Um, but yeah, that, uh, that, and then I think the last area of science I like is anything to do with environmental science or ecology um, uh, on land as well. Um, and um, that includes some wildlife, you know, wildlife scientists that I follow. And so um, I'm, I expand most of the biologies in my interest. And then I kind of, I'm not a big chemistry and I'm not a big physics person, but when it involves ast astronomy and astrophysics, uh, I get excited. So and that's awesome. My kid is um, very interested in marine biology. So we do a lot of looking at pictures of cool sea animals. And um, we just saw a sea cow and like a sea rabbit. So lots and lots of <laughs> lots of great stuff going on under the sea. I totally agree with you. There's so much um, richness around the different sciences and nurses have this lens that we could bring to all of these things, which is why I'm really disappointed that NASA does not consider nursing one of the sciences that would allow you to even apply to be an astronaut. I know that it yes. comes up a lot um, on Twitter. <laughs> yes, it does. And it, you know, it's so funny you say that because so when I was in nursing school and I was 19, um, the National Science Foundation Foundation offered our community college a grant to send students to um, Kennedy Space Center in um, Cape Canaveral, Florida, um, to work with NASA for about six weeks. And it was a fully funded, they were a pay for your travel, for your housing while you were there, for your meals, and you would get a stipend. And so, I, and so they, our school um, didn't really have anyone that quite fit the needs because they wanted people who had experience with anatomy and physiology and things like that. And then they said, well, why don't we offer it to nursing students? So four nursing students were selected and I was one of them and they were going to, uh, and we got offered to go to NASA and then we were going to be working with them. And the great thing about us that they really liked, you know, the team had been introduced to the concept of bringing nursing students on and they were like, oh, this is new, this is different, but they were excited. Um, because we were all certified nursing assistants um, at that point, and we could we knew how to you know do vital signs and all that kind of stuff. So I said this could really help with some of the work that we want them to do while we're here. So we got the invited. Well, about three or four weeks before we leave, um, we get called into office and we're told that the grant won't fund us, and we ask why. Of course, we're all disappointed, and they say it's because uh, the grant doesn't consider nursing a quote-unquote hard science or a quote-unquote pure science major. We weren't science majors. And so even though the team was excited and they advocated for us to 
for them to make an exception with the grant. Uh, it did not fund this and we did not get the chance to go. And so that was where my dream of being a NASA nurse came because I had the opportunity to go. And then it was like, you know, snatched away from me and I was depressed for a little while afterward, but I got over it. <laughs> wow. That's so wrong though. I mean, I think, you know, there needs to be, again, more education outside of nursing as to what we really can bring to these agencies. And the fact that NASA was okay with it, but the National Science Foundation wasn't, uh, yeah, there's something a little bit messed up about that. But I think yes. we're going to have to start uh, an advocacy group for this, Pat, to get yes, nurses, definitely. more nurses at NASA. Yes, yes. And I think, too, that nurses need to start viewing themselves um, outside of the silo of nursing and realize that we need to kind of, we talk about interdisciplinary um, science and work, but I think we always think of it within the realm of the health sciences. Mm -hmm. And I think that nurses need to know that we can collaborate with people outside of the realm of health sciences and the life sciences. You know, I was telling somebody, I developed a framework for what something in school. And I took the framework basically from the idea of biodiversity that you see in eco ecology and environmental science. And I, and I translated the, uh, this framework from the idea of various types of um, biospheres and, and, and um, uh, ecological, ecological environments and use it to translate and help me make a framework about diversity in nursing when it comes to um, having low diversity and it being a diversity desert, you know, um, or having high amounts of diversity and it being a diversity rainforest, you know, kind of thing. I developed this framework from that. So I'm like, there's so much we could learn from each other and from the other sciences, even if it's not me contributing directly to uh, marine biology, um, what can I learn or what can I, what kind or could, could we imagine futures where nurses are working with marine biologists to study um, the effects of patients um, spending time in the water and how it can impact their mental well-being and their blood pressure and things like that. Like, I feel like we need to expand our creative horizons um, with our science and stop um, just just narrowing ourselves to the silo of health science. Yeah, I totally agree. That's what teams are all about, right? Like we bring a certain knowledge, expertise, and lens to the work that we do that can only contribute and heighten to the work of other professions, and they do as well. And so just because we're not doing exactly the same thing doesn't mean we shouldn't be collaborating nor invited to be doing those things. It's something that I really want to push forward. And <laughs> it's so funny because as I do my assignments for grad school, I'm always like, I just posted on Twitter, like for a course that I did in my last class, I'm creating a, a community health course for the class. And I said, let's go on a field trip to like a nature reserve and have a, a lecture from a guest lecture from an environmental scientist. And <laughs> so the, the people who are great at my assignments are like, you have some really, <laughs> they always say inter interesting um, ways of approaching nursing education. And I'm like, I do, but um, I think it's needed. Right, that it's exactly needed. I think it's so important, everything you're saying. And I'm taking a ecology technology and design class this semester. And Ooh. though it, a lot of it is not applicable to any of the work I'm doing, the things that I've been exposed to that now I can take back with me and use as reference for other projects and other, you know, ideas, it's been really interesting and mind opening in ways that 
your normal nursing classes just don't give you the opportunity for. And I think what you're doing in your class and in your practice in general is really needed. And I, I hope other nursing faculty, nursing students think about that and others outside of nursing, just like what we've been saying. Yes, I hope so too. Well, Pat, this has been great. I really, really have enjoyed talking with you and um, I look forward to continuing following you on social media and hopefully getting to meet you in person soon. Yes, same here. And stay safe and best wishes to everyone. Hello, Amplify Nursing listeners. Our conversation with Pat McMurray was so much fun and so engaging that even after we officially ended the podcast session, we continued talking. This bonus track is the remainder of that conversation. Enjoy. When you how do how do you say it like kind of collared and we've we've been limited in what we are allowed to uh, the the horizons we're allowed to grow to historically and now all of us are a whole bunch of rebels and we're like we're going to do whatever you know now we're going to have Marion who works with innovation and like. Who would have thought about nurses as innovators like 15 years ago or, or nurses who wanted to be in that space, you know? Um, yeah, so I, I, I love it. I say it all the time. I couldn't even think to have imagined when I was little what I'm doing now. It wouldn't have even been something that would have been possible to even think about because it didn't exist. But exactly, that's, that's the great part about this profession. There are so many things that it's, it's the great part and the part we need to work on. There are so many things that nurses do and can do that we either are never told about or haven't realized yet. But then the bad part is we were never told those things, so we don't know to realize them. So I think it's up to us now to start pushing different narratives out there and making people within the profession and outside of the profession aware of what it is that the nurses can and can be doing, should be doing, and what the potential and possibilities are. Yes, very much so, very much so. And I think that's the, be- I think that's the best thing about, like, I think my c- contacts have, like, drastically, like, changed once I became really active on Nurse Twitter. Because I had Twitter for a couple of years, but I, I literally, I never used it. And in the last year and a half or two is when I've kind of been more used more focused and I've like really got introduced to nurse Twitter and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And so the opportunities that I've gotten to perform, you know, as somebody who, again, is from a minoritized background, you know, minority group and somebody who I'm still in graduate school trying to wrap up my master's degree. And I've been invited to speak on panels and, and, and people who people, I think the great thing about nurse Twitter is that I've come into a contact with these people who for all accounts shouldn't see me because of my background, but who have seen me and who have found value in my voice. And I think that that's the most amazing thing about that. I remember the first time I met uh, Jess or Dr. Dillard right now, excuse me, but um, she, um, she told me she, I, I remember I said, I don't know how to write a, I don't know how to write a like abstract for a conference. And she and Chloe, like Chloe Litson came in together and were like, this is how you do it. We'll help you. We'll talk you through it. And I was like, these two white women don't even know me. And they're like, oh, they're helping me. And it was just so nice to see. And then they're all, they're down for the cause. They're down for diversity and they mean it. And I think that that was the most like amazing thing 
about it. So I'm so glad that I've met all of you because of that, you know, because we kind of run in the same circles. So yeah, the community on Nurse Twitter, which is, again, what I always try and stress to people who are afraid of social media just because they think they should be, that the community, especially Nurse Twitter community, is just so incredibly supportive and, um, you know, active and engaged and wants to help each other in a way that is hard to get in other spaces, I think. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah, it's, 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 it's been amazing just to see how it all works out and how we all get to kind of come together and do things. I mean, I've also raised funds and been able to get, you know, do some like local nursing mutual aid work because of my Twitter contacts. I mean, a few weeks ago, I raised over $2,000 because nurse Twitter stepped up and was just like, and I, and I I think the first time I did it, I wasn't even asking for, I was just asking for advice on what things I should do for the home, those who are experiencing homelessness in my local area. And then nurse Twitter was like, how can I help? And people just donated and it's been beautiful and it's been amazing. Yeah. So, but I think that, you know, you learn, you learn how from your peers on social media, how to do it and how to do it safely. Uh, but I think if you let the fear hold you back, uh, it, you, you just won't get to see the beauty that comes with um, social media and nursing. So, Truth. Hello, Marion. Hey, Angela. How's it going? It's amazing. How are you? I am so good. I just had such a great conversation with Pat. So you know how like you follow people on social media and you haven't actually ever met them in real life or really talked to them outside of that social media platform. And like you hope that they're as cool and as interesting and smart and nice as like you hope they are. And then like he was all of those things that I was hoping for. And we just had the best conversation. Uh, yeah, he, it was amazing. He's such a neat guy. He's so energetic and dynamic, and he's got such great ideas about all kinds of things in general. He's so curious that he, I found it really exciting to listen to the conversation and really hard not to chime in. Yeah, I could only imagine not chiming in during that conversation because he and I were like similar people with similar interests. And I find I really, it's fascinating because I don't know if it's just me, but the portraits that I see of nurses out in the world, no one ever talks about our interest in space science or our interest in, you know, other areas of science or blogging or, you know, the work that we're doing around um, creativity and art and things like that. And so to be able to connect with somebody like, Pat, who also has those interests, who's also a nurse and is trying to promote those things and put himself out there as sort of this, you know, self-proclaimed geek nurse nerd guy. I, I love it so much. I really yeah. do. Yeah, it, it just speaks to me. Amplify Nursing is hosted by Dr. Angela Rosa Donato and Marion Leary and produced by the University of Pennsylvania School of Nursing with special thanks to our Department of Information Technology Services for their assistance. Music for the podcast was created by Harper Leary. The podcast is made possible by the Krista and Rich Panola Fund for Innovation in Nursing. Follow us on Twitter at Penn Nursing. Until next time, keep pushing over, under, 
around and through. We want to thank you for listening to the Amplify Nursing podcast and remind you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you enjoy your podcast listening. And if you can do us a solid, please rate and review us as well. It will go a long way in amplifying our episodes.